0: Hello and welcome to IQEQ's Real Estate Focus, our dedicated podcast series where we hear from industry experts on the latest trends and hot topics within the real estate sector. I'm Tom Miller, your host for today. In this episode, we're keeping things close to home, as I'm joined by Tamas Mark, our head of real estate in Luxembourg, to discuss corporate governance within the real estate sector in the context of COVID-19. Hi Tamas. Hi Tom, thanks for having me. Thomas back in April, you published an article provided tailored corporate governance guidance for each of the key real estate sectors in line with how they would likely be impacted by COVID-19 disruption. We are a few months in the pandemic now and lockdown are gradually lifting. How are things looking in the real estate space at present? Have things played out as expected?
1: Yes, I think that the guidance was, was pretty accurate, actually. And we've seen that some of the asset classes have been more heavily impacted than others. We literally saw that from one day to another, uh, retail and hospitality basically stopped generating cash, which obviously gave a lot of headache to, to the directors. Um, from the view of the board, I think the key aspects have been uh, how to manage the cash flow of their entities, how to manage the relationship with the lenders. Um, and also the the health health and safety aspect uh, was uh, was a priority, and they, they they had to make sure that they they take necessary measures. Now um, we see now that some of the investors uh, are able to um, to inject significant capital expenditure to to meet the criteria of this new world to make sure that you know the buildings uh, respond to the to the new requirements. For example, the touchless entry to the building will become a basic requirement from tenants. Breakout rooms in the offices this is something also that we are going to see, um, which obviously requires more office space um, and. In general, the well-being of the employees will be in the center uh, of the tenants and and this will help them to to retain talents as well. So this is something that they will expect, actually, from the the offices that they they rent. Um, Another uh, trend that we see currently is that this pandemic uh, sort of drives investors towards more stable assets. Uh, What I mean here is that cash flow has become so important these days, that we see that um, the opportunistic and the value add transactions really slow down, and investors are favoring more core and core plus assets. I think in board meetings, we uh, we had a lot of discussions about the aging population and the consequences, senior homes became uh, an interesting asset class as a consequence. We also discussed a lot the behaviors of, of millennials. Uh, what I see now in board meetings that we are discussing besides these topics, which remain key, but we are also discussing the long-term effects of this current situation. Um, I think that investors have a clear idea which asset class they want to allocate their capital. What is interesting is that uh, beside the asset class, the geographic location of the assets are still very important factors to consider. If you take the example of the Polish office market, I think we, we saw that during the first half of the year that uh, uh, transactions didn't slow down there um, because of the, the office sector, uh, uh, the lost lower salaries compared to other European countries and the highly skilled workforce. Um, that. Country and these assets uh, remain very, very popular, and, and and we see that during board meetings that uh, more and more, you know, the asset classes have been defined, and they, they are switching board. Uh, the board is switching the focus on the on the geographic location of the assets and how they can benefit from from growing population, for example.
0: Thanks, Thomas. I would like to um, expand on one area you discussed there, the board meetings. Just can I ask you as, as a non director. Can you uh, talk a little bit about common, additional common themes and press, pressing issues you see in board meetings or part of you know your peers will see today?
1: I think that um, in general, directors have been very proactive during the last couple of months. I've seen many board meetings that were convened by the directors. They were the ones initiating the discussions. Um, I also saw board members commenting more often these days on board minutes, they they really want to ensure that the minutes reflect the the discussions of the board meetings when they have a question that uh, they think is important um, from the view of the company that they they really want to make sure that this question is uh, is reflected in the minutes. Now, in terms of the pressing issues, um, obviously valuation uh, remains key. Um, I think in the third quarter we will see, unfortunately, some unfavorable reports uh, that some of the boards will will challenge, and this will be a very interesting uh, period from that perspective. The lack of cash uh, in some of the structures uh, that is also a pressing issue. Board uh, board members need to to team up and and decide what to do. Uh, most of the cases they are calling for additional capital, and they need to make sure that they they they, they document these capital calls and and they have a board meeting where they explain the need for 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 extra capital and why they are calling this capital from their shareholders. Another thing is that. Um, in terms of regulatory deadlines, um, we've seen uh, in March and April that regulators were extending certain filing deadlines. Um, DEC 6 was uh, was also delayed. The implementation of DEC 6 was also delayed. And now these extensions uh, are coming to an end. And even for DEC 6, we saw that earlier this month uh, in Germany it has been implemented. So this is also something that the, the board should be uh, monitoring and keeping an eye on. Um, what I also see in some of the board meetings, and I must say I, I like it a lot, uh, some of the, the asset managers are presenting to the board best case, most likely case, and worst case scenarios, Scenarios whether the budget uh, will be met, and if not, then according to these scenarios where they will land by the end of the year. And this is very helpful for the board, and, and this is exactly what the board needs to, um, to take decisions and make sure that uh, uh, during the remaining Part of the year, they will have, for example, sufficient cash in the structure to pay to pay the third party that
0: Great, uh, Thomas. Thank you for that. And I think you touched a little bit on what I was going to ask next on the technology. Uh, in every sector, technology has clearly played a key role during COVID nineteen. Can you talk about what the role of technology has been specifically on the government side in real estate? And then perhaps also talk about what will stay if we go back, if if there's
1: a vaccine and we go back to what we consider as previous normal life. Sure, And, and, and this is a very good question. I think technology is very important also from a governance perspective. We've seen uh, during the last couple of months uh, that these board meetings, uh, remote board meetings were held instead of just uh, via phone calls. These are held through Zoom, Skype or other applications. I think this is a a, a huge step forward. These board meetings make sure that uh, the discussions uh, can be very interactive and board members can really stimulate discussions. Now. I think it's important to to mention that there are are specific tools available on the market to facilitate these board meetings. So these tools are designed for board meetings and shareholder meetings. Um, and Just some of the advantages uh, to mention, for example, is that when you convene the meeting, all the board members, they receive um, a notification that there will be a board meeting. It goes into their calendar automatically. Um, they get a notification also when there is an update, when when a board pack has been uploaded, or when there is a last minute change, for example, to the board pack. You know, there there is no no more need for emails. The system will send out these emails. Uh, Automatically, What is very important and can become even more important in the future is that these applications can register the votes of the board members or the shareholders, meaning that if something goes wrong later on in the structure, it's very easy to trace back who approved the transaction and who was against the transaction. Um, another big advantage, in my opinion, of these tools is that um, later on when there is a share deal and we, we still, although there are less and less share deals, more and more asset but if there is a share deal, then, um, then during the due diligence, it's very easy to check how often board meetings were held and, uh, and what exactly was discussed during those board meetings. Another area, I think, when we talk about technology is uh, is d- digital signatures that we should, uh, we should mention here. I think when we, when we went into this sort of crisis, uh, we were all using simple electronic signatures. Both me and my fellow board members were signing documents remotely, but simply copy-pasting our signatures into the documents. Now, there are more advanced techniques than that. So um, uh, a more sophisticated system is the so-called advanced Signatures uh, that provides for a unique link to the signatory, and, and also it has the capability of identifying the signatory. It, the creation of the signature is solely linked to the signatory, and and these signatures, and that's also a big difference compared to the simple e-signatures. These are encrypted, and therefore it's uh, these are prevented from any tampering or alteration. Um, I think that we, and and the industry itself, moved away sort of from the simply signatures and we are using more and more often these advanced uh, technologies. There is one level that is even higher up in terms of sophistication and these are the qualified electronic signatures. We are not there yet in general, but I think in the future we will see that um, these qualified signatures will, will become uh, very popular. These are also specific digital signatures that uh, that meet uh, certain government specifications. So in other words, the, the governments, they accept and even promote the use of these qualified signatures, making it even safer for directors to sign documents.
0: That's great, Thomas, thank you for that. And can you maybe tell us some specific, maybe important areas you've- observed in Luxembourg as, as, as the head of Luxembourg real estate for
1: IQEq it be miss of us not to ask you sure um, well first of all there is the the Danish Danish ECj case um, from last year um, in short the Danish companies were paying uh, either dividends or interest to their EU parent companies and um, and the European Court of Justice ruled actually that uh, the holding companies were not the beneficial owners of these payments and therefore uh, dividend withholding tax uh, were levied uh, or interest withholding tax in some of the cases. Now, um, the basis of their decision was, and that's important in the context of the current crisis, that the, the companies who were receiving these incomes were lacking of economic substance and they all carried out very limited activities in their jurisdictions. Um, they also argue that actually these companies were receiving, who were receiving the income, did not have the right to use, to freely use and enjoy the received sums, and because of various contracts existing between the companies and their shareholders, they had to upstream it immediately these incomes, and this is important now because um, what I see quite often in real estate structures these days is that um, one arm of the structure is still generating cash, but we need cash in other parts of the structure, and then the solution is that we, we upstream the available cash in the structure and, and then downstream to the companies which, which are in need of cash. And when we upstream the the dividends or, or, or interest income, it's very important. This is the liability of the directors to ensure actually that we are the company who is receiving the dividend, these companies are the beneficial owners. Of the of of, of these incomes, um, so so they, they they need to make sure that all these upstreams are are perfectly documented. Um, there is a proper board board meeting. Directors should stay away from uh, written circular resolutions when it comes to these upstreams because uh, because they can run into issues. And we saw that actually already last month uh, um, there was a case in Spain uh, which confirmed the the European Court of Justice. Um, interpretation of beneficial ownership uh, of, of the concept of beneficial ownership, and therefore the, uh, the withholding tax exemption was not allowed. Again, putting the liability back to the directors. The the other thing probably I would like to mention is substance. So we are obviously holding these meetings due to travel restrictions uh, via either phone calls or video conferences or those platforms that I mentioned earlier. Um, Obviously, these are not physical meetings, um, but it remains key that the base of effective management uh, is in Luxembourg, in Jersey, or wherever uh, clients and, uh, and asset managers are setting up their, their structures. So substance should always, always be considered, and, um, and, and once we can travel freely, once it is safe, Travel and meet with others again, it's very important that we go back to physical board meetings, especially when when we are discussing strategic decisions.
0: Thomas, and I think that substance uh, point also uh, reflects about the electronic signatures. Uh, you have to be very careful with those, depending where you're physically located, um, to make sure you, you, you can take the signatures. So,
1: uh, legal advice is also uh, recommended, I would say, here. Yeah. Absolutely, and, and, and this is a very good point as well. Indeed, I, I also strongly, strongly encourage all the all the clients and also directors to seek legal advice. This is a this is a complex situation and uh, and we need to make sure that, that indeed we are not jeopardizing the substance of, of our entities.
0: Thank you for that. And, and Thomas, before we, we, we leave you, is there anything else you would like to share with us that we might have not covered? Anything positive impact or learnings perhaps, from COVID-19?
1: Yes, ab- absolutely. I mean, first of all, the outlook remains positive. You know, we see pension funds allocating more uh, from their portfolio to real estate. We we know that there's a lot of dry powder available on the market and, um, and you know, investors are waiting. At the moment, and, uh, and and probably are not pursuing uh, deals at the moment. But this will change, and and real estate will will become really high on the radar of, of, of asset managers, and and real estate will will strive going forward. I'm I'm really convinced about that. The other in- interesting thing for me, and I see that during board meetings as well, um, ESG remained uh, a very important topic. So regularly during board meetings, with the ESG aspect of the of the platform is, is, is discussed. And I think it's important for directors to um, to bring this up, even if we are facing uh, a cash flow issue, for example, even if we are challenging evaluation, we should never forget about the ESG. ESG should always, always be on the agenda of, uh, of quarterly board meetings, for example. Um, and, and also I think going forward, it will be key that directors discuss uh, the reporting of ESG. This is something that investors will, will want to see. They want to see numbers. They want to see how exactly um, we are dealing with, uh, with ESG and, and this will be the liability of the directors and already now they should be looking for, for tools, how to report that.
0: Thank you very much, Thomas, for your time today and for sharing your insights with us. And thank you for anyone who was taking the time to listen and tune in. If you have any questions or anything we discussed or anything beyond please feel free to reach out directly to Thomas myself and we'll be happy to continue the conversation thank you and goodbye
1: thank you very much Tom and thanks everyone for tuning in today